Can you heal from abuse? What do I do after leaving my narcissist? What does a healthy relationship look like? These concerns cross the minds of over 20 people every minute, over 28,800 people every day. And the sad fact is, we still don't talk about it enough. Healing from emotional abuse isn't a band-aid situation, but it doesn't have to take years either. The lives of millions of other survivors around the world have been impacted by their narcissist. Yours doesn't have to. To show you how to live a free, confident, and peaceful life, your host and founder of the Healing from Emotional Abuse philosophy, Marissa F. Cohen. This episode of Healing from Emotional Abuse is brought to you by the Healing from Emotional Abuse philosophy. Have you ever wondered why you keep falling for the same type of person, wondering when it's going to be your turn to have control of your life? Now is the time. The Healing from Emotional Abuse philosophy, the three keys to overcoming narcissism, is an easy-to-follow program where I show you how to release your trauma in a safe and healthy way, build resilience, confidence, self-esteem, self-love, and self-worth, and then rebuild your environment. Surround yourself with healthy people and energy. Your life is yours, and the decisions you make should reflect the people in your life who deserve to be there. People who treat you with kindness and respect, who value you and show you that you are worthy of love every single day. Friends who love and support you and are positive and inspirational and a partner who encourages you to achieve your goals and think bigger than you've ever thought before. Following my three-step system will change your life. I fell into the cycle of abuse, dating narcissist after narcissist, each one of them taking a piece of me with them. And I struggled to know who I was or who I could trust for a long time but I learned all the right steps to take and want to help everyone else who's struggling like I did do the same. I don't want to lose any more survivors to suicide, addiction, or self-harm. There is help out there. So I'm offering my book, The Healing from Emotional Abuse Philosophy, The Three Keys to Overcoming Narcissism for free. Scan the QR code in the show notes to get your free copy of my best-selling book filled with exercises and activities to help you overcome your trauma. In addition to my book, I'm also offering a free coaching session where we'll put together a healing plan specifically for you. Make an appointment with me at schedulealcallwithmarissa.com. That's schedule, S-C-H-E-D-U-L-E, a call, C-A-L-L, with Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A.com. It's time to take your life back and live with confidence, freedom, and peace. Welcome back to the Healing from Emotional Abuse podcast. I'm your host, Marissa F. Cohen, and today we are joined with an incredible survivor and an awesome friend of mine, Tiffany Kramer, who is going to share her story with us for Mental Health Awareness Month. Welcome on, Tiffany. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for doing this for us. So would you mind introducing yourself? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Tiffany. I'm a single mom of three kids, a survivor of mental, physical, emotional abuse, and I'm just trying to help spread the awareness so that hopefully we can help people come out of their shell and talk about their situation and find some healing. I love that. Well, thank you so much for doing this. And I'm sure that your story is going to resonate with a few people and, and be really relatable. You're, I mean, you're helping people just by being here. So thank you. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Would you mind sharing with us some of your story, whatever you're comfortable with? Oh my goodness. So 
I mean, it, it really stems from childhood, uh, going throughout my teenage years into my adulthood, you know, and I find with a lot of people, it starts in their childhood and that's how it goes. So for me, you know, it was being sexually assaulted by grown men at the age of like six and seven, all throughout my childhood, going into my teenage years. Um, and then, you know, uh, adults that lived around our apartments that were trying to, you know touch me and my friends and feed us drugs and alcohol and things like that. And then, you know, that insecurity and not knowing what love and being cared for really led into future relationships. And a lot of the relationships that I had dealt with really were about, um, how do I put it? A lot of it was they wanted control. They, you know, it had to be their way. And if it didn't go their way, you know, I've had my wrists broken. I've been in a vehicle where the guy was doing 80 miles an hour, going down a gravel road, cut the headlights off and was like, I'm going to kill us both. I mean, those are just two, you know what I mean? Just little moments, but there's like hundreds more. But that's not really why I'm here is to talk about that. What I'm here to talk about is healing, right? Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing your story. So from the experiences you had, which are, are terrifying sounding, you know, like the thought of being in a car where you have no control and, and the person driving the car is saying, I'm going to kill us both. Like that has to be a horrendous feeling. Ooh, it was, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, just thinking about it sometimes, even to this day, it can send me into a panic attack. And, yeah, you know, but there, there has been a lot of healing and a lot of growth from since then. Uh, yeah, it, it was terrifying. So how did all of these experiences, I mean, from childhood into adulthood, how did all of that um, affect your mental health? Um, you know, I mean, even to this day, I still struggle with uh, trusting. Trust is a huge thing. I'm hyper vigilant. Um, panic attacks anxiety, insomnia, you know, uh, but where I'm at today is so much better than where I was a few years ago, you know, but yeah, still to this day, it affects me. Yeah. How did you get from there to where you are now? Because you, you seem so healthy and so strong, you know, and I'm sure that there's still things that impact you, but you really, just from knowing you, you're a very strong beautiful, incredible, smart person and how you got from, from going through all the things you went through to the strength that you have now, like, what did you do to get there? Um, you know what, it was a lot of, um, just reading in like reading online, you know, psychology, different articles about ways that you can kind of take a moment and like meditate and just think about different ways that you could avoid situations like that or you know reading into psychology about narcissistic people narcissistic people abusive people um you know just so much research is what I did and talking about it was really the biggest thing having my friends and my family and that support and I think really the biggest, most important thing that helped me personally get through this was my kids, because hands down, if it was not for them, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. You know, Talking to people who have been through this with you, who have children, I don't have children, so I can't speak on this, but 
a lot of people say that, you know, they find that strength for their kids. Is that something that, that you did? Like, how did you find that? Uh, so basically the beginning of the end of the abusive relationship that I was in was my son, who at the time was two years old. Uh, his father and I had gotten into his bath. He looked at me like he just, you know, saw the fear of God in him. And I never wanted him to feel like that ever again. Um, unfortunately, you know, I tumbled and fall, fell and been in other relationships, you know, past that or after that, that were abusive, but that was the beginning of coming to that end. You know, that's when I started learning, but, but yeah, I mean, really it was this look in his eye and knowing this is affecting my kids and, you know, it, I just love them more than anything on this planet. So I had to put a stop to it right then and there. So seeing your kids and, and not wanting them to be in this situation is kind of what motivated you to get out, right? Well, yeah. I mean, when they grow up in an environment like that, it normalizes it for them. And then when they get older, you know, they learn those tendencies and they, you know, like for girls, they see their father doing all these mentally abusive and physically abusive things. And to them, that's normal. And to them, that's love. And I want so much more for them. And my son, I didn't want him thinking that's how you're supposed to treat a woman. Cause it's not right. So everybody's story is a little bit different. Nobody has gone through exactly what you have. And although that can make us feel alone, know that by speaking out, you're inspiring others to do the same. Writing a book is what gave me my start on this journey. I decided that even though I didn't feel that my story was as awful as what others experienced, if I could help one other person process and heal from what they experienced, it was worth telling. And it did. I received a ton of support and private messages from people who felt inspired and empowered by me speaking my truth. If you have a story that you want to share, I would love to help you start this journey. The people who have endured, the people who have endured sexual assault and domestic violence all have the same notion. They just don't want anyone else to feel the way they did. We want to support everyone. Do yourself and our community a service and consider writing your story or contributing it to my Breaking Through the Silence series. Your words and your voice are powerful, and your story can help others heal from their abuse. If you're interested, please send me an email to me, M-E, at marissafaycohen.com, and I would be thrilled to work with you on breaking your silence. Thank you so much. Did they, or did do you know of um, any emotional trauma or like, um, or mental health aftermath that they've experienced or that they had? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, my, my oldest who is not, uh, she's not related to their dad. So completely separate guy. Um, even to the state, she still struggles. She, uh, she at one point was cutting herself. She was severely depressed and she has high anxiety to this day because he was also abusive to her. And, um, 
she now would prefer animals over people. So, you know, she's dog training now. We, we've gone through uh, therapy in the past and she's doing a lot better today, but she still has her moments where she's just, you know, just completely sad and lost and she doesn't understand why. And I personally believe that it stems from that. That makes sense. I mean, she was old enough to remember the things yeah. that he was doing, you know, and, and internalized it. It's really cool that she turned to animals. You know, I agree with her. I think animals are better than people to be oh, honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be but like, she really lives it. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And so does she, do you have an emotional support animal or anything? No, we don't. We do have a cat. At home. <laughs> uh, so she's kind of she's kind of our emotional support cat. <laughs> but you know, she's she's more of a family member. Yeah, makes sense. My dogs are my kids. Cats are kind of interesting. And I'm they we're on a weird, we're on a weird uh tangent now, but um cats are really <laughs> <laughs> all related. Um cats are really interesting where cats who that are like very connected with their people, when they can sense that their people are getting stressed or like anxious, they'll come and lay on your chest and start purring Mm -hmm. because they, that actually physically calms people down. Like that suppresses triggers. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. My, my cat does that. If I'm ever really sad or just having, you know, a rough day, she will come and she will lay on me or by me. And she does this little suckling thing. Um, she's, she's going to do it for the rest of her life is what the vet said, where she sucks on a blanket, kind of like a binky. Oh, that's really cute. (laughs) Yeah. You know, she does that. And, um, she's, she's really adorable. It's like when people are around, she's like afraid to show that she loves me. (laughs) So when nobody's around, she's just on top of me. And, you know, if I'm having a rough day, she's like, just latch onto me. So she's like a teenager. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Sometimes she's like a toddler though. It's really funny. My 80, my 85 pound pit bull likes to try and do that too. lay on top of me when I get anxious. And it's a very different feeling. <laughs> my rib cage dog. <laughs> yeah. so pound lap dog. I, I find most big dogs think that they are very small. <laughs> oh yeah. But I think that it's Aww. so, it's so interesting how tied to us animals are like how connected to our energy they are. And that's why I really try and encourage people to get an emotional support animal, whether it's a dog, a cat, a bird, whatever I'm anti-bird, but you know, whatever you need to, to make you feel better. I think, I think animals are such an incredible source of healing. They are. I agree. I agree. 100%. (laughs) I thought I just have a farm loaded with animals and we are just (laughs) everywhere you look animals. I'd be happy. I'd be in heaven. All right. Well, let's do it. Bucket list item. <laughs> so what advice would you give to survivors who are still struggling, who, who want to heal? Like what would their first step be? Oh my goodness. Uh, first steps. For, so funny. You asked that first steps are hard and I feel that for everybody, it's something different. Uh, you know, they got to find something that they really resonate with. You know, if you get the feeling of, wanting to go and do research, do it. You want to talk to somebody, do it. You have to find what is going to work for you. And you really have to look within and ask yourself, you know, are you ready for this? Are you, you know, do you have these outlets? And if not start looking, 
just start searching. Once you start the search of how can I heal, it's it's just a domino effect from there. You start finding things and then eventually you find something that you resonate with. Start with that. I love that. What was it for you? What was your first thing you did? Um, I actually would write music and I would talk with my friends. And then from there, you know, my friends would send me articles and it just kind of, it just all fell into place. You know, I'd write about it. I'd read about it. I'd talk about it. And um, eventually I did start therapy for it. And for, it just wasn't, at that time in my life, it just wasn't for me. So for me, it was the research, writing, talking with close friends and family. And, you know, uh, I think once upon a time, working out was also at play there. (laughs) That was, that was good. I started, you know, feeling better because endorphins and all that stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just finding the time and being a single mom with three kids. I can't imagine time is you know, in, in large supply for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, yeah, I had to give that up. Um, but you know, I, I still try every now and then, like I go for walks and whatnot when I can. Um, so, you know, with kids that's hard. So I just put a lot of that into my work now. <laughs> I love that. And I think writing is such an incredible tool. That's usually the first thing I recommend for people. I started with poetry and I am a God awful poet. So bad. So you embarrassing. <laughs> But it, you feel so good. <laughs> it feels great to, to write it. It feels very uncomfortable to let people read it so, or yes. to reread it for myself. Yes, yes. I think I threw away everything. <laughs> I threw away all of it. I but still it was have my yellow out. notebook. Ugh, I still have my yellow notebook and I am embarrassed that it's in the house. I'm so afraid that my husband's going to find it one day. Oh he knows all my stories. I just don't want him to read the like really awful poetry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, there's sharing stories. And then there's that real deep, brutally honest stuff where you're like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, this is going to stay with me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's going to the grave with me. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. So I know that it's a little early, but Tiffany has been working on a book for a while. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really excited because sometime in 2022 or 2023, it'll be out. We're working on it. It's it's going, it's going. So yeah, look out for Tiffany's book. We don't, I don't think we have, we have a working title maybe. No. We got too much detail yet. <laughs> yeah, to be to be announced. So look yeah. out for Tiffany's <laughs> book announcement. Um, she's incredible. Thank you so much oh. for being here today. I really you appreciate so you sharing that. your story. Of course, of course. And uh, you're welcome on anytime. I'm sure we'll have you back again soon. Thank you, Marissa. I love everything that you do, and you take care. Okay. Thank you. You as well. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Healing from Emotional Abuse podcast today. Before you go, it's important that you know that what you're feeling is normal. Everyone responds to trauma, narcissism, and abuse differently. Our brains go into survival mode to protect us from harm. But I want to make sure you know that you're not alone. I'm here, and I want to brainstorm ways that I can help ease your healing journey. Imagine you're standing on a cliff, and on the other side of a deep canyon, is the life that you dream of. A partner who connects with you, supports you and empowers you and makes you laugh and smile. A life filled with freedom, confidence and peace, good friendships, strong relationships, 
I've been where you are now. I've been standing on that edge, dreaming of the life that I have now. And I built the bridge between where you are and that dream that seems unreachable. I've walked this path with thousands of survivors who live a free, confident, and peaceful life now. Let's walk this path together. If you enjoyed this podcast, you have to check out www.marissafaycohen.com backslash private dash coaching. That's www.marissafaycohen.com backslash private dash coaching. Marissa would love to develop a made for you healing plan to heal from emotional abuse. She does all the work and you just show up. Stop feeling stuck, alone, and hurt and live a free, confident, and peaceful life. Don't forget to subscribe to the Healing from Emotional Abuse podcast and follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Marissa F. Cohen and Instagram at marissa.fay.cohen. We'd love to see you there.